But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry. And Big Bry. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Illegal Ham to the Face. I am Jared Fatty Bates. He is Big Bri. What's going on, buddy? Hey, man. How you doing? Uh, it's another day. I, I'll take it. Another day above above dirt. That's all I got to say. Another day. So, Amen. Amen. Oh, Chris uh, is back. Chris is back Chris? here now. We got everybody kind of chiming in and joining us. Uh, welcome in. Tonight's show, we're going to have some fun tonight. We are doing a National Margarita Day. And Sweet Potato Day for Fat Boy Tuesday. We're going to get in our top three dunkers tonight, best dunkers. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of the NBA All-Star Game. We're going to talk a little Chip Kelly possibly tonight. Uh, some Browns news and rumors that just need to shut up and just get away from us. And then uh, Guards Baseball. Um, it's getting close, Bri. Getting very close. But obviously we do. Start out our show with Harold Keel and Lake Erie APA, who sponsors us, and we love Harold Keel. Thank you so much for that. Also, City Dogs Cleveland, they got a couple events that we're going to be announcing tonight. And Bry, we got a new puppy that looks like Lil. Okay, Let's like almost is, exact like Lil. Is it a, a female? Uh, he is a male. Uh, he is a male. All right, he is a male. So. But man, I, as soon as I saw got the pictures from Beth, I was floored. I'm like, oh my lord, that looks just like Lil. So we're gonna have some fun, so we're gonna have fun tonight. So we always start off our show and welcome everybody in that's watching. We're on Network 216 also. Um, Brian, you got any shout outs this week, brother? Uh sure, I'll be quick with mine. Uh last night I went to a dinner to honor my mom. Um, and so she uh, has been serving on the Medina County Arts Council for over a decade now. And uh, her term finally came to an end. So we went to a dinner to celebrate her. So uh, it, it was it was about what you would expect. But, uh, but you know, I was happy to be there to support her and, um, and, uh, and be there for her. And certainly very, very proud. And uh, she has many, many talents. So she's kind of always keeping busy doing something. But uh, yeah, let me start out there. And then uh, my second shout out is to, I saw an article today, speaking of city dogs, uh, a woman named Sarah Tremont uh, ran 50 miles for her 50th birthday to raise money for city dogs. And she raised $3,000. So I thought that was pretty That's cool. Amazing. Totally amazing. Yeah, I, lo I love that. I love the people from City Dogs. When I was talking to Beth, I can't, you know, the stuff that they do, Bry, is unreal. Like they got a 5K this summer coming up that they're going to be doing. They do all this stuff. We're going to be having melt for months again. 
coming this fall. We're going to, we're waiting for the schedule release. We were talking about that last night and just, mm -hmm. man, it's just the stuff that they do to help out. Like she told me they're going to be at the Billy Joel concert. Yeah. Uh, doing the concessions there and they're going to be, what was the other one that they're going to there at the stadium? Uh, I can't think of the name of it. There's two concerts that they're doing and then, you know, they're doing everything else. And it's like, God, you guys do a lot. Like, and giving up their time to do it. Shout out to them, man. Right. I'm like, geez, right. you guys are amazing. Truly all are amazing to help out special place like city dogs, Cleveland. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, just everybody, everybody who volunteers any bit of their time to, uh, to try to make these little puppies without a home feel like they're loved. And, uh, yeah. I won't go into it too much. Maybe I'll get choked up. <laughs> it's just it's it's unbel it's unbelievable. Just the uh, the love that they show them. It's it's incredible. Near and dear to our hearts, buddy. Both you and I. That's why we we've been ha supporting them, and they you know love us. And we just hey, as long as we can help get some dogs adopted, raise some money for them, have people donate stuff to them. That's all you gotta do. Just help them out. And, hey, five bucks is five bucks. And right now, that's not going to buy you a cheeseburger. But that might get a couple treats for a dog right now at City Dogs. So, you know, we're just trying to help out and do the best we can with what we've got. I mean, both Brian and I have adopted dogs. Um, he's got Lil. I got Princess or Betty. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we both love them. And I, I wouldn't trade her for the world. And Brian, I know you wouldn't trade Lil for the world. So, you know, anything you can do to help out would be greatly appreciated. Chris jumped in, said 50 miles. I don't like driving 50 miles. Yeah, can you dude, believe that? Uh, 50 years nuts. old. Unreal. Good for her. No kidding. Yeah. All right. I really don't have any shout outs tonight. The only thing I got to do is send some prayers to our boy at work. Uh, Jim Jim got in a little car accident this morning. Completely mm. totaled his car. Got T-boned. Uh, he is okay. Thank God. But just sending out prayers to Jim trying to get back on the mend and uh you know thank god that uh certain somebody that we know did not go to work today uh little our little jose friend uh because that was right on the passenger side where he kind of got hit and oh jeez yeah. yeah so blessings he, in disguise does jose ride with him usually mm -hmm. yeah he picks oh, up my jose. goodness so, what yeah. a, that's crazy so it was kind of a weird day today. So, but on that note, Bri, I mean, let's get into our show. We're about to have some fun tonight. Uh, like I said, we do have some announcements from uh, City Dogs. Let me bring those up right now before we start doing everything. Uh, first announcement we do have is we still got this weekend our good friend Mike Holzheimer, uh, his brother, uh, the 24th, 3 p.m. to close at Murphy's Law. If you guys can go and help donate. Helped them out. He had a stroke, I believe, and just trying to get some of the medical bills and stuff taken care of. Um, you need help getting a hold of them, please get a hold of us, and I'll kind of point you in the right direction. Also, Bri, one of my favorite things, and I, I'm probably going to pack up the kids. I don't know if you want to pack up Lil, but guess what? Next weekend, right there it is. Cleveland Monsters, Puck for Pauls, baby. Oh. Three o'clock <laughs> versus the Chicago Wolves. Use code CITY24 and a portion of the proceeds. From Human Tickets Benefit, Friends of City Dogs. So please, if you want to go watch a hockey game, have a great time. And it is a great time watching that game. And they have a whole section just for dogs. It's truly amazing, Bryce. So I think it's $24 a ticket uh, just to go to the game and sit in the section. 
And I think it's like six wow. bucks for dogs or something like that. So, and they got a whole bunch of stuff there. They got like the puppy pads, everything else. Just, just take your dogs there. Have a great time. We'll watch some good hockey from the Cleveland Monsters and City Dogs Cleveland. How about that, bud? I, I awesome. love for Paul's. I went for last year and we had a blast, man. Um, this week, before we do get our trivia, we do have a new dog from City Dogs to showcase, Bry. You ready to take a look at this little heathen? Can't wait. All right, here he is. His name is Rebel. And Bry, <laughs> take a look how close he looks like Lil. White face, <laughs> just gorgeous puppy, just a big old galoot. I mean, you cannot go wrong with a dog named Rebel. I'm pretty sure he might tear up your house. So, I mean, looking at that face right now, Bry. That looks like a kitchen cabinet might get broken at some point in time, and maybe the fridge might get raided. But everybody needs adopted, so please go adopt a city dog if you can. $61 for adoptions, Bri. That's it, man. $61. Wow. That is a steal. And the yeah. are still kind of full. They did empty out some of them. I think they had 20 Good. adopted uh, throughout this awesome. past week. So please go help them out. And with that, Bri... It is time for our trivia. Like I said, our trivia is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland and Bride. This week, it is my turn for trivia. And we've been hitting hard on Browns and Cavs and everything else. Guess what? We're going to food tonight, baby. You ready? All right. All right, Bri. Now, margarita is obviously a Spanish word. What is it Spanish for, Bri? What does margarita mean in Spanish? Hmm. All right. All right, so there is your trivia for today. Um, like I said, stick around for Fat Boy Thursday. We will be talking margaritas, and we will be talking sweet potatoes. I can't wait for that because I got a question for you about some sweet potatoes, bud. <laughs> um, but we do got to start into our, since Chris is here, let's get into our Cleveland headlines. Let's get the show rolling. First off, on your Cleveland headlines tonight, Bri, guess what? Baseball is back. Uh, everybody has reported, and the Guards' first spring training game is this Saturday. Can you feel the spring in the air, Bri? Yeah. I mean, this this weather has been unbelievable. It's like, uh, it's like we hardly had a winter, so I'm ready for it. I cannot believe baseball is back already. I can't believe Like, it just... It feels so weird to me. I know that pitchers and catchers reported, and they've been doing interviews with everybody. They talked to Vought, you know, the other day. I, is it Vote Vought? How how do we pronounce it? I've been hearing Vote, but uh, Vote. If that could okay. be wrong. I don't know. I'll call. I'll probably call him Vote until I hear otherwise. I'm just excited to see some baseball, and you know, the one thing I'm actually really excited about is just hearing Hammy call a couple home runs this year. That's the one thing I miss going through. Like, we got Jim Donovan, the one of the greats. You know, we got the Cavs guy. You know, 
we have some great people here as announcers, but man, hearing Hammy call a home run is just something special. And I just, I can't wait to, it's way <laughs> like, oh God, Hammy, thank you. Plus he's got the nickname Hammy. Yeah. It'll be here before you know it. I, honestly, for me, baseball's not on the radar yet, but, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm more of a uh, a fringe baseball fan, I guess. But uh, hopefully they give me something to get excited about. Well, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a weird year for him without Tito there, seeing what kind of transition over with the new coaching staff and all that stuff. And plus with the young talent they got, you know, I, we don't know what's going to happen. But, hey, spring training, get the kinks out. Let's see, at least, let's see some sort of baseball, see what kind of going to bring back to Cleveland. Um, also tonight we have the Cavs are back in action tonight after the all-star game, Bri, uh, they are playing the Orlando magic. I tried to place a little, uh, side action on this tonight. And for some odd reason, they kind of pulled some of the side action and I could not figure out why hmm. uh, I had not been able to bet on my Cavs tonight. So we'll figure that out a little bit later. Um, <laughs> Justin said, hope you guys Survive the ATT outage today. Uh, did you hear about that crap today? I heard about that. I don't know what it's about. Uh, you the, know, all the phones went to SOS mode uh, from like every AT and T phone. Well, like it was AT and T, Verizon. I think it was iPhones. If I'm I'm right on that. Oh well, yeah. yeah. I don't have an iPhone, so neither do I. So I'm glad I'm stupid and just don't have an iPhone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Isn't that funny? But the say, Cavs, uh, yeah, it's, it's go crazy, on, right? go on. I don't go, on. go ahead. I don't get it. No, I'll, I'll probably get myself in trouble talking about iPhones. There's a lot of people with iPhones out there. God bless you. There, hey, there is some people that just it is Apple, 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 and there are some people that it's just not Apple. And like, it's not it's, that I can't it, use an Apple. I just really don't care. I mean, it, for me, it's it's, be, it's crazy. It's become like a social status thing for some people. Like. uh feel more important if they have an apple i don't I, I, it, for me it's just like whatever you started with you kind of stick with as you're Ooh. growing up you're like i don't want to have to learn a whole new phone so i'm just going to stick with what i know exactly uh, yeah. start, that's like my wife uh just got the google pixel she hates it god she, she hates yeah because you got to learn a whole new phone <laughs> yeah like, it's like what is, she goes what's this button even do look at this there's three dots what's this thing do and i'm like honey i don't know <laughs> If, you know, if somebody gave me an iPhone for free, I would probably sell it right now because I, yeah, I don't want to have to learn all that. <laughs> and the most annoying thing is when they're trying to be, uh, you know, have a monopoly on the market. So, like, if you have, if you text iPhones with Samsungs or something like that, there's a, it doesn't go through or you have to do something special or the oh, yeah. video quality is all messed up. It's just, come on, folks, let's get all on the same page, please. And like you hear, Justin, I tried to switch to Android, went back to Apple just so it want to relearn yeah. everything. It's the same thing. Sure. I get it. Same way. Android forever. Here we go. Now we're throwing yeah. down. <laughs> see, like, we like, might have struck a nerve here. I'm not, I'm not trying to throw shade at one or the other. It's just, yeah, you just kind of, the reason I got a Samsung is because my wife had a Samsung when I first got a, uh, uh, a smartphone. And I'm like, well. You can teach me how to use this this dumb thing. So, uh, so we went with uh, a Galaxy and haven't looked back. It, it, it's like Crips and Bloods, buddy. Like and that's I know, it's, it's crazy, right? It's some people are crazy about that stuff. But, huh? 
God bless. Yeah. We'll see. I would get on this subject. I probably that took no, it's all right, dude. Bad. I love it. I love talking about stuff like this. I mean, we were <laughs> we were talking about the Cavs, and they're, they're just starting back up. But let, let's talk about now that we're getting into some nonsense here. Let's get into some real nonsense. What about that messed up All Star game? Like, are you kidding me? Has the NBA All Star game just finally just shit the bed, and you might as well just get rid of it? Because I, for me, I. That's not even a game anymore. Like they're just here. Oh, I'm at the free throw line from the other side of the court. I'll chuck up three. Why not? Like it is just getting ridiculous, man. And the dunk contest, just be done with it. Figure out something else because guess what? I there there's nothing new you could do unless somebody gets a rocket shoved up their ass and they go to the moon and back and dunk it. I I don't know what to tell you. Like I, okay, I've already seen four people dunk over Shaq. I don't know how many more people I need to see do it. Yeah. It's become who can jump over the tallest guy or put a, a basketball on a little guy's head or something like, you know, it's just, it's so played out. And it's, you know, now they have this McClung, Matt McClung, who, uh, who's won it back-to-back years. He's not even playing in the NBA. Uh, so what they need to do is put your ego to the side. If you really want to put on a show, get the best dunkers in the world and have, the best dunk because the best dunkers in the world don't play in the NBA. Um, it's kind of like a long drive competition, really. Uh, you know, those long drive guys, they don't play on the PGA tour. They're specialists. So give me something that I can get excited about that I haven't seen before. And uh, just bring in the best dunkers in the world and put up a big purse for the winner or something like that. And, you know, we'll be on our way. It'll be far more entertaining than anything that they did this past year. And I, I don't get me started on the Steph Curry and uh, Sabrina Nescu shootout. I, if you want to have her in the three-point contest, that's cool. But they make like this special, like Steph Curry is so much better than everybody else. We got to create his own event. You know, throw her in with everybody. I want to see her compete against everybody, not just this one guy. I want to see if Steph Curry can beat these other guys. And I, I don't know. It, it was. It well, felt and, like. Uh, it felt like big time wrestling to me. Like they were hyping this thing up. Like, oh, she was shooting and I was booing her. And I guess it's for the kids. Um, and so maybe I'm not the demographic that they're going for. But uh, yeah, I don't know. To me, they're trying. They're at, at least Saturday night. They're trying different things. Sunday, the game was just. Mm. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, the players are mocking. Uh, the NBA and what they're trying to do. Guys are shooting left-handed uh, when they're right-handed, messing around. Guys are throwing it behind their head. Uh, yeah, Luka Doncic taking three-quarter court shots, just heaving it up it's there. Just- I mean, it's almost – it reminds me of, uh, like, little kids throwing a tantrum. Like, they, oh, yeah. they're try- they're trying to maybe get a couple more dollars out of it, and people are – some people are proposed, let's throw – let's give them – Half a million dollars to the winner. Give me a break. Like these guys That's need any more them. money. Right. That's Give me to them. Like I when a couple years ago when I coached fourth and fifth graders, like they wouldn't even dream to act like how some of these uh NBA players are. But now watching them do this on a big stage, now they're gonna start doing stuff like that. And it's just oh man, it's it's a terrible, terrible look. Like for me, and I, I'm just gonna say it this way for me. It's not that often that you get the best of the best of everybody. Like the Pro Bowls changed in the NFL, and it has. And I, it, it is what it is. 
Like, I understand people don't want to play in it. That's why we got 16 different alternatives. I get that. They're still trying to make some fun with it, but it's not a game anymore, Bri. They're doing flag football. It's out there. Just It's for the fans to come out and see and have a good time. What I get pissed off about with the NBA is this is like the elite of the elite all on the court at the same time. This is the most popular people. This is the most popular athletes in the world. And these are the people you actually want to see go against each other. Like, I understand that we get games throughout the season with these guys where, you know, Durant's going to be playing LeBron and all this. Other. No, that's not what I want to see. I want to see the elite elite. I want to see LeBron with Dane. Like, this is what I want to see. I want to actually see an actual legit game to see who's going to win this game. Like, at least you don't want to get hurt. You don't want to play defense. That's fine. Then don't go to the all-star game. Get somebody else in there that's going to do sure. it. Sure. You know, or... Stop making a mockery of it. That's exactly what they're doing, Brian, is they are making a complete mock. 200, 200 and what, 11 points, I think it was? Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> at what point in time? Are you? How about this? And one person brought it up. Why not them versus the Globetrotters? Because that's what they're doing out there is they're just playing the Harlem Globetrotters out for everybody. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. At least play a game. At least do something different than what this shit is because it doesn't chris said he goes i won money on the over he said it was the over was only like three <laughs> i mean that's like that's how, like the only thing that you have to root for really the only like reason to watch uh, so just, um so the the two best uh uh ways to fix or proposed ways to fix the all-star game that i heard um the first one was just maybe make it more competitive uh, and make it actually maybe possibly worth something. I don't know if it will or not, but um, but to have the USA versus the world and maybe it can have not quite an Olympic feel, but somewhat of like Olympic, maybe these guys get prideful playing for their country or whatever. Um, so that was the first one. And then if that doesn't work, maybe you do what baseball did and you, you, uh, you make it worth something. You make it home home court in the NBA Finals, and you know maybe down the stretch, the last five or six minutes, you can only have play guys that are in the playoff contention or the hunt. So, uh, so they're actually getting the meaningful minutes. But I, I mean, those were the two. I don't know if you had heard anything uh, that kind of perked your ears. I mean, I, I I heard you know I heard the one where you know kind of make the home field advantage, the the home court advantage. I heard that one. But still, at that point in time, they still don't fucking care, Bri. Like, that's the point. Like, they just don't care. Um, they're getting paid. Uh, it's ungodly what they're getting paid. But it's just, it, for them, like, even, Bri, the regular season doesn't care for them. Oh, like, I we, know. We <laughs> Believe like, me, I know that. But, I mean, see, that's where it's at now. So, if the regular season doesn't matter to these guys, why are we playing 82 games then? Like, why? Money. We don't need to. Money. Oh, I get money, it. Money, money, money. But they it's never going to change. They can still never make change. money without. Yeah, it's never going to change. It should change, especially here in Cleveland, because every good star that comes in from a different team magically gets dinged up for the weekend that he's in Cleveland. And the people here, the fans here can't go watch a game. Like, what the hell, Bri? They'll add before they subtract games off the NBA season. 
It's just, I, I mean, hey, I, I wish, and even it's 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 even bled into the playoffs. I feel like because even in the playoffs, you you don't get you don't see everyone's best effort. I feel um, like if a team that's favored in the series wins the first two games, they might take the third game off because they have a two zero lead and like, hey, you know, kind of rest our guys like the Lakers were doing uh, with LeBron and stuff. Like, yeah, we can drop this game, no big deal. It's like. This is the playoffs. Uh, you know, they're they're telling you a. They've already told you that the regular season's way too long. Now they're telling you the playoffs are too long because you have seven games. You know, it's not like baseball where uh, where the best team doesn't always win. Usually in basketball, the best team prevails. Not always, but uh, but eventually they wake up or, or they put forth enough effort in four games to win four. So. I don't know. I mean, like I can, I can understand like what you're saying there. Like I can understand the finals being seven games and I can understand the Western sure. Eastern conference files being seven sure. games. Other than that, five games would be done with it. Yeah. Like even like right. the first round, like the best of, you know, the best of three, the first one, win two games, you're going. No yeah. one. Like oh, you, yeah. it's just, uh, you would see teams play their butts. Off. If it was best of three, first two wins, you would see, see teams play their butts off. And that would be so much better as a consumer to watch because you can't drop that first game, especially if you're at home and then you got to go on the road for the second. You, it would be so much more fun to oh, watch yeah. than these. You've dropped the first game, no big deal, whatever. You can rack off uh, four straight wins if you're the more talented team, no big deal. So I don't know. The older I get, the more I, I veer towards football because it's one game. It's mm. you have to bring your best. Even if you take a quarter off, you can end up losing. So uh, other than that, you, you, I mean, unless you're down, unless it's do or die, win or go home, you don't know if you're getting the best effort from these guys. Oh yeah. And like, Brian, we just fixed the NBA in like two seconds right there. Just the, just the playoffs. We fixed it. Like it's, Oh, they know it? this. They know this is, it's all about money. Like, I oh mean, it, it 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 all comes back to that, and that's why these guys getting fifty, sixty million dollars a year. They're not going to give up any of that. Same thing with baseball. Yeah. I've never sounded more like an old man, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. that's what it is. I mean, the more money you have, the more games you have, the less effort you're going to get night in and night out. So hold on, uh, now that now that you're getting to the old man, is it this year or next year that you turn the big four? This year, yep. this year. Mm -hmm. Brian, we got to do something for that, buddy. No, no. I, I, oh, I, yeah. I had a big, I had a big one for uh, for 35, so I told my wife. That was a big surprise party, so I told her no need to do anything special for 40. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that kind of special. I mean, like me and you, man. Like, <laughs> I'm not talking about everybody else. <laughs> you name the place. You do uh, Browns game. Hey, it's that Mr. seat time of year. Mr. B's Chicken Wings, drinks on me. Oh, I gotta go to your establishment, huh? Or I can come to you. If I come to you, I'm getting an Uber. <laughs> I know sure, what that day absolutely. is gonna be like. Absolutely. All right. Well, and plus Mr. Beast, we kind of get a little special, special on the other side of it too. Uh, which man, we gotta get back here. Vic called me and said, Can we come in and do a show there soon? I said, Hell yeah. Are you still can. playing pool there on Sundays? Nope. I have taken a break from pool and the APA right now. I still support the hell out of the APA. Yeah. But I just need it. Dude, I've been playing pool for like the past, God, eight years straight. So I, I, know. Just, I, I was it's like, crazy. I was like, you know, something I just kind of need a break. 
I just needed a break. I needed to get away. I needed to clear my head. I need to spend some time with my family. And it's actually been kind of nice. I've kind of got back on track. I'm loving it. So kudos to that. I, I just, Brian, I just got to a point. And, you know, the point was, was the melt. When we did the melt for months, that mm-hmm. was kind of like the, it wasn't even like the breaking point. It was just like, man, I'm doing too much. I got to, I got to stop something. And Every just, Sunday for eight years. That's a huge commitment. Well, not, hold on, not just Sunday. Like there was, there was Thursdays in there too. Holy so, cow. Like, no. Yeah. I don't think I love anything to commit to like that. No, I had weeks long. off. Like you only needed four weeks to kind of qualify for certain tournaments. So there was like cut some like summers that I'd just get four weeks in and then not play. It was it's it's a weird setup, but like because there's always like 13 weeks in a session, which you have like you have your it's like um school, you have your spring, fall, summer, and winter. And like the winter session is like the biggest one because it stretches the longest, and the summer one's the shortest with like only 10 weeks. But you only need like four weeks to kind of qualify for a tournament. So as long as you got those kind of four weeks and you kind of can be like it, if your team's okay with that, which sometimes the team was, sometimes it wasn't, but like I would play like one Sunday, take two Sundays off, then come back the next Sunday. You know what I mean? So it wasn't mm-hmm. like every week, but it just, it finally just, it was grind buddy. And I couldn't take yeah. it. Sounds like it. <laughs> um, but while we're on our soapbox of uh old man shit, Bry, as we're getting uh-huh. into here, we're going to, we're going to talk a little Browns now because there, there's some things that are pissing me off right now. And it's not just the fan base, it's the writers, it's everybody else. And Bri, I, I can't, I cannot explain what people were thinking. And I realize where we're at with this team. I understand the cap and everything else. There is no effing way that we're going to cut Nick Chubb. <laughs> no effing way. And I, I don't know where this is coming from. All these people are like, oh, well, you know, he's $20 million. I don't give a shit what he is. 85% Nick Chubb is almost better than more of the backs <laughs> of this NFL. 85% Nick Chubb is still top 10 running back in the NFL, right? This is unreal. And Justin, it's not that Justin, I know you brought up to $230 million. It's not even that. I mean, it's Miles Garrett money too that they owe everything else. But Chubb's on his last year of his contract. He's only guaranteed, I think, like $4 million. So they could cut Nick Chubb and save a shit ton of money. <coughs> but it's just unreal that that's the name that comes out of all people, Nick Chubb, because he's a running back, because he got injured. And I understand it. But if anything has shown you with this regime, Bri, they don't do stuff like that anymore. They let Odell Beckham talk shit, do everything else, they just let him walk. Said, "Okay, that's fine. We'll release you. You can go wherever you want to. Go ahead. That's fine. Get out of here." Callahan, they didn't have to let him go to Tennessee at all. He was under contract. They could have kept him. They said, "No, it's okay. I know you're going to go with your son. Go ahead." Like it, it's unreal. Just I, I don't know why this keeps coming up. Like, why do we have to throw in good players to get rid of? There's so many other players that we could get rid of other than Nick Chubb. Like you do not get rid of an elite running back. And I know he's older. I know he's had two major knee surgeries, but he's been the best running back in the NFL for like what? The past three years, Bri. Now when he's healthy, I get that when he's healthy, but still you can't do that, especially on this team because Nick Chubb to me is Cleveland. 
Bri. And everybody talks about Cleveland being a hard hat wearing. Nick Chubb comes in, does his job, goes home. He doesn't talk. He doesn't do anything else. He just works, and that's all he does. And he's great at doing that because it's, watch me, guys. Follow me. I'm going to do it. You need that kind of guy here in Cleveland, especially the where this team is at now, because if you let him go and bring in, uh, we saw what it was last year with Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford, Bri. It wasn't pretty. Our run game went downhill since he got hurt, and it was just like, I mean, did you, have you heard all these rumors? Yeah, it, you, you got to remember it's crazy season. Oh, people have nothing. People have nothing to talk about. And I saw we'll get to maybe the Mike Tannenbaum thing in a little mm-hmm. bit, and that goes back to the same thing. People have nothing to talk about with the combine. We got stuff to talk about with the free agency and the draft coming up. We'll have stuff to talk about there. Right now, it's a dead period. There's nothing. So people are coming up with these stories because their editors say they need something. You haven't heard anything from the Browns. You haven't heard anything from Nick Chubb's agent or himself on social media. It's just these people concocting, well, he plays the most uh, replaceable position in the NFL. Yeah, we already knew that. Um, Nick Chubb's not going to cost. I think he's set to make like 12 13 million next year. Um, and so it's not like he's going to cost what a Miles Garrett costs. He'll cost half of Miles Garrett. And if he can restructure it and you can add maybe a year or two on, I'm sure he'll take a little bit of a pay cut because the narrative um, around running backs is you don't pay them. But yeah, the, the Browns are smart. Um, they've been, they've been getting smarter as an organization lately. Um you know, when they have a star, when they have somebody that means so much to their franchise, like a Miles Garrett, like a Nick Chubb, like a Joe Thomas, they want to do right by those players. And, and what they do with Joe Thomas, they said, hey, you know, we know we kind of suck. We screwed up and we drafted Johnny Manziel and he's not going to do anything for us. We will we will allow you to seek a trade or we will trade you wherever you want to go uh, because we want to do right by you because you've been such – you know, a uh, uh, backbone for our franchise and you've been the guy for us for several years. And so we want to do right by you. And so it's, I think it's going to be the same thing with Nick Chubb. Uh, I don't think Nick Chubb's going to go in there demanding $15 million. Um, you know, they're going to work together. They're going to want to do right by him and he can still be a great player. It's not like he's 33 years old. He's still what? 27, 28, maybe by next year. Um, so he, he can still, I understand. And I've heard a lot of people speculating or say, I know a doctor who knows a doctor who says there's no way he can come back from this. And, you know, I I understand for you and me, there's probably no way we could ever come back from this, but he's different. How many times does he have to prove to you that he's just built different? Miles Garrett is built different. So I wouldn't bet against them, bring him back. Um, and let's let's roll with what we got. And you know, the running game this year did take a step back without Nick. And um, you know, there were times where I mean, go back and look at the the box scores. We had some terrible games. Yeah. Thirty rushes for fifty seven yards or something. You'll never get that with Nick Chubb. Even if, like you said, even if he's only eighty five percent, you're still not getting that with Nick Chubb. And nothing against Jerome Ford, but you know, he he's being compared to. 
the second greatest running back in this franchise's history. And the only one above him is maybe potentially the greatest running back of all time. So I'm not too worried as of now uh, until I start maybe hearing it more from reputable people and like people really being upset or concerned with, uh, with how the Browns are going to treat him. But I, yeah, it's just, it's crazy season. Um, I, I trust in the Browns. I know they haven't really done always the right things, but they have lately more often than not. So I think, uh, I think we'll do right by him and just the way that they were parading him out there. Uh, the game I went to was uh, the Steelers game where he came crushed out of the tunnel mm-hmm. and, uh, and everyone gave right. him a standing ovation. And then later in the game, they panned to him in the, uh, in the suite. And everyone, again, standing ovation, loving him up. You know, nobody's really complaining that he was up in a suite or anything like that, not on the field. Um, and then, what, later in the year, um, him smashing the guitar. So I don't think mm-hmm. you keep putting him out there and putting him out there if you don't intend on him to play for your team again. Like, he he's a cornerstone part of this franchise, Bri. Like, to me right now, Miles Garrett and him are kind of like hip and hip for this team right now, where they're going. And what they're doing now, you know, you could throw in Denzel Ward in there and things of that nature. But Nick Chubb was kind of here. I mean, remember, it was who was it? It was Hyde, Carlos Hyde, they had before Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. right? So it was mm-hmm. Carlos Hyde in here. Next thing you know, they bring in Nick Chubb, boom, 90 yard touchdown breaking. Run. It was like, what was that? And then ever since then, Brian, he's been that way. And there hasn't been a time he hasn't been that way. There hasn't been a time that he hasn't really got you close to 100 yards a game every freaking game. Like, he is just that good of a running back. And I just, for Cleveland, that would be the stupidest mistake Cleveland ever did if they got rid of Nick Chubb right now. Right. Down down the road, like, they're going, the Barking Browns, they went on Tuesday Network 216 show. Love those guys. Casey's on there, too. They said there's only two things that's going to happen. Either restructure or cut cut is not one of those options they're going to restructure his contract right he's due 12 million dollars four million of that's guaranteed like it just calm down they've already done restructuring for a lot of people what makes you think they're not going to restructure for nick chubb and then go let him do what he wants to do and And i think i just think uh, go ahead sorry finish i think i think he's deserved that as a cleveland brown I think he's deserved that for this team, especially all the things that he has done for this team. And just think of how absolutely stupid would the Browns look if they let Nick Chubb walk and he goes to the Buffalo Bills and he looks like the Nick Chubb that has played for the Cleveland Browns for the last three or four years. And like, oh, yeah, duh. Yeah, he's still Nick Chubb. He can still be the best running back in football and you just let him go for nothing. You didn't trade him away. You just cut him. And how, and I just, there's, there's no way. There's no way. I will be shocked if, if Nick Chubb isn't on this team next year. And I, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know how his recovery is coming. I don't know if he'll be ready for the start of the year, but, uh, but yeah, certainly he knows the circumstances he's under. So I, I have a hard time unless he doesn't like Cleveland. I mean, he doesn't talk much. So, um, so there could be things that, that he's unhappy with, with this organization, or maybe how the organization is going, how the offense is going with uh, Ken Dorsey. So 
the only way I feel like he's not around next year is if he doesn't want to be around. And so, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever hear that. Yeah, we'll see what happens, Bry. All right, let's let's talk about the other blasphemy that's in a room with Mike Tannebaum. <sighs> Brian, what what? <laughs> First off, I want to know what drugs he's on because I might want to take a couple of them. He proposed that the Browns trade Deshaun Watson and a second round pick to the New York Giants for Daniel Jones. What? What? Like Brian and any. Like what did hold on? Did Daniel Jones turn into Tom Brady at some point in time that I don't know about, Bry? It's just I, I and and it's not. It has nothing to do with me being you know a Sean supporter, um, because you know I am because he's the quarterback of the Browns, so that's why I support him, and he's going to be the quarterback for the Browns for the next three years. Um, but just I. I I don't like, and it goes back to being crazy season and nobody has an original idea and nobody can come up with anything original to talk about. So you take one thing that one guy on this tiny little show in the morning says, and you blow it up and you talk about it for all day. That it, it, it irks me because, you know, I could, you know, what if Mike Greenberg comes on tomorrow and says, trade miles Garrett for, uh, for, um, you know, insert Pro Bowl player. And then we talk about that for two days because, oh, this one guy said this one thing and now we have to run it through the grinder and this, and it's just, I don't know. It's, maybe I listen to too much sports talk radio, uh, but yeah, when I heard them talking about that, I had to turn it off just because it's crazy talk. It's crazy talk. It's, uh, I, I didn't even think about would it be good for the Browns? Would it be a good trade? Because my brain never even got there because this is just fantasy land. And so what, why waste my thoughts with that? Like the only thing, like of all people, and this this is where it gets me, of all people, Daniel Jones. Like it, it really, you couldn't like, it, there's so many more quarterbacks better than Daniel Jones. Why would you give up the guy that you just went out and got, gave up everything for, and repaid, and a second round pick to get Daniel freaking Jones? Like, like if you would have said anybody, Patrick Mahomes, sure, I that'd be in the conversation. Josh Allen, yeah, I'll take that a little bit. Like, but Daniel Jones, come on, trading trading Deshaun Watson for. Patrick Mahomes is probably just as crazy as trading Daniel Jones for Deshaun But hey, Watson. hold on. A second round pick, though. Got to throw in the second oh, round pick. Oh, yeah, right? sure. We could, we, could, we could throw in our entire draft for the next 10 years, and the Chiefs wouldn't do that. Oh, my God, Brian. I, I know it's crazy season. Next week, next week, Brian and I are going to get into some free agency with you guys. We're going to be talking about backup quarterback. We're going to be talking some wide receiver signings. They've been linked to a whole bunch of people. Mike Evans. Mike Williams has now come out about we'll see what happens because the franchise tag has started. So people can start franchising up until what, like March 6th, I think it is, Brian. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Plus the combine's coming up soon too, right? Isn't the combine in like uh, next, next weekend, I believe. Yeah. All right. So we got the combine. So we're going to have plenty of Brown stuff to talk about. Um, we, we do got to, can I hit on Chip Kelly real quick? Cause I, we hinted at it last week. And Ooh, do you want to uh, uh what about the Browns going to uh Brazil? Do you oh, want to hit no, on that? No, no, never mind. Before Chip we Kelly. go to 
No, nope. we can go to Chip nope. Kelly nope. after, but uh, nope, before we a, get off the Browns. Nope, I got a, I got a bone to pick with that. Uh, Brian, okay. I am tired of these international games. I don't give a shit if Brazil gets an NFL game or not. I don't give a shit if Germany gets an NFL game or not. Because you know what sucks about that, Brian? How many people have waited for years to maybe go to Philly and watch the Browns play the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia, but now they can't do it because guess what? They're going to be in Brazil. They lose a home game. I don't have the money to travel to Brazil. Brian, do you got the money to travel to Brazil to watch a game? I wouldn't want to travel to Brazil. Like <laughs> I understand what they're doing. They're trying to be global. They're trying to market everything, but they're feeding out the common people, the common fans that go to these games. Like if we could drive to Philly to go to a game and take off Monday, Brian, I can't take off four days to fly to Brazil to watch a football game and fly back. Like I, that's where I kind of get it at. Like it would be cool. I'm not saying it's not cool. It'd be awesome to see it in a different country. If that's the case, make it one of the shitty preseason games that nobody goes to. Yeah. I, I didn't think about, uh, you know, people that maybe live around Philly, um, wanting to go to that game or people maybe around here wanting to plan a trip to Philly. Like I, I like to do going to Nashville. I've been to a couple games down uh, the Titans and the Browns. And so, you know, if they move that game down to Brazil or something, I wouldn't be happy about that if I was planning on going there. So I didn't think about that, but that's a good point. But um, so, all right, I understand nobody wants to play overseas. Nobody wants to play internationally, but it's the reality of the situation. I think what every team has to play an international game once every seven years or something along those lines, eight or nine years. So, all right. So, so we have an obligation at some point to play overseas. Are you, what do you think? Would you like them to go uh, right now or just keep kicking that can down the road and deal with it when we have to? Right. My, now, the, my biggest thing is, as I get it, like they're trying to stretch it overseas. I understand they're trying to stretch it. But at some point in time, one of these NFL teams is going to be in London or Germany or somewhere else. And then okay. your Browns are going to bring, have bring to go back there. to the Browns, bring it back to the Browns, bring it back to us going to Brazil. That's a real uh, possibility. Are you for it or are you against it? I'm against it because I'd rather see them in Philly than in Brazil. Okay. I get it. Sure. I understand. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of for it. Um, just because just knowing now, if we never had to play an international game and they did this, I would, yeah, I would be fine with never doing an international game, but knowing that it's coming down the road, eventually Think of it. It's the first week of the season. It's not in the middle of the year to where yeah. we have to travel and then we have to travel back and we have to deal with all that. It's on a, it would be on a Friday. So you would get a couple extra days to, and I know you'd be traveling. And so that would kind of suck, but you would let your body heal for a couple extra days and it would be a Philadelphia home game. It wouldn't be a Cleveland because if we don't do this now, we risk losing a home game ourselves to London or to Germany or wherever. So it would be one of their home games. So we wouldn't lose a home game. And also, if you play a game in Philly, they have the advantage. What do you always hear? You hear, um, you know, the spread jumps three points for the home team. Yeah. So if we're playing on a neutral site, that game 
you know, according to the experts, we would have a better chance because it's a neutral site. We don't have to deal with a Philly crowd. They don't have, get to sleep in their own beds or anything like that. So it's an away game essentially for both teams. So, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, let's do it. Let's get it out of the way. We're not losing a home game. If it was losing a home game for Cleveland, I would feel differently. If it was in the middle of the season, I would feel differently. But at the beginning of the year, let's do it. Let's get it over with. And then we hopefully don't have to deal with international games for another six or seven years. All right. So, Brian, now I'm going to reel it back for you. Okay. Now, let's just say this was the Browns. You are a season ticket holder, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. With that, you're losing a home game. Now, not now. I'm just saying with Browns go overseas and it's one of our home games. Are you paying for that home game that they're taking overseas? Do you get special no. tic- do you get special no. ticket privileges if they go overseas? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Um see these are things I, I, I want to know. So. Because but it, it wouldn't point- affect us this year. No, I'm not saying not about us. Team. I'm not saying about this year. I'm just saying like Philly right now. Those fans in Philly are crazy as shit, and we both know that. They're losing a home game in their stadium that's going to be in Brazil, Bry. As a season ticket holder for the Philadelphia Eagles, I'd be pissed. Because guess what? My team, I understand. But, Bry, I'm just saying, on shoe on the other foot, if it was the Browns doing this and it was a season ticket game, you would be pissed also. You're like, I'm losing a season ticket game for them to go to Brazil and play right now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I, I definitely understand that. Um but yeah, like I said to begin with this, it's the reality of the situation. It's Ugh. it's not a if you want to, it's you have to. And so I'd rather do it now, get it out of the way. And because you know, if we do it some other time, it's not on our terms. Yeah. It could, you know, Brazil's obviously further to go than London. But I don't think you change, you know, going to London, what you, you the five hour difference or something like that. Yeah. Going to Brazil is a one or two hour difference. So it's like going to the West Coast. You go down there a couple days early, you get kind of ready. And then, uh, you know, you fly home the next day and you can sit and watch week one football. Um, the, the other thing that kind of sucks is uh, being on a Friday is it interfering with high school football. Oh, um, I will. So. I will. Yeah, so for those people, for those parents that uh that have kids that are playing, they want to go watch them instead of the Browns. I understand them being upset about this, so it's just it's not the best situation. Like I said, if it were up to me, we wouldn't play any uh, international games, but it's just where we're at. We'll see what happens. I, I just, Brian, I just don't like them. Like I, they, <laughs> like I, this is the get off my lawn thing. Like. Uh, football is America's pastime. It's not the world's pastime. Just kind of like baseball has supposedly been America's pastime, even though Japan and Korea and everybody else play it now. I get that. But how many football teams do you think in the world can match up with the NFL players and the people that we put out here in the United States? Not many, Bri. Come on. I don't um, – you probably would have said the same thing about basketball 25 years ago. So I, I don't know. I, I'm with you. Right now, it's hard to imagine that, but who knows? You know, there's rugby. There's some badass rugby players around the world. Yeah, they are. They start right. playing uh, football. Who knows? Philly push right there. They already know how to do it. Right, right. 
All right, Brian, let's get into our Fat Boy Thursday. All right. Let me. You don't want to hit on Chip Kelly? No, we've already moved on. We're 50 minutes in. Yeah. I want to end this. Okay. We we got we got long winded on NBA and you know Nick Chubb you know being yeah just yeah so let's get into Fat Boy Thursday Brian today is National Margarita Day also National Sweet Potato Day now Brian are you a fan of margaritas? I'm not not a fan of margaritas. I'll drink them if if that's uh, what everyone's drinking. Now, you know, they got all a bunch of different flavors. Are you a sugar on the rim or a salt on the rim? Probably now, neither. I don't know if I've had either. Okay. No, the only reason why I ask is, I mean, they put sugar or salt on the rim. You get fresh lime juice. Like, I like them when they're fresh. I don't like the um, super sugary. Like, I prefer salt all the way. But, like, if it's fresh lime juice and not, like, the syrup stuff they kind of pour in. I do margaritas are amazing, especially when you get the fish bowls at like the Mexican restaurants and just uh, pitchers of margaritas all day. Like the one we place we went to, I think it was Cosmel down there on Broadview. Mm-hmm. Um, man, they dude, you want to talk about some really great margaritas, put the fresh limes right into it too. Just a great flavor. And plus there's so many different flavors you can get with margaritas now. But I just wanted to bring it up because, I mean, speaking of National Margarita Day, especially in February of all days, like you figured <laughs> that'd be towards. But the one thing I did want to bring up, though, Brian, is sweet potatoes. All right. Now, everybody does sweet potato fries. Everybody has a way of doing a lot of stuff with sweet potatoes. Now, maple syrup has been brought in for the sweet potato fries. Now, Brian, I know you've had sweet hmm. potato fries. Mm-hmm. What do you like on your sweet potato fries? It's been a while since I've had sweet potato fries. I think I'm probably still ketchup. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've had some sort of uh, cinnamon butter type oh, I thing. I don't. Butter. But now that I think, I can't remember what kind of. Sometimes they'll make special um, dips for your for your sweet potato fries. But yeah, I feel like I like those. They're not bad, but uh, I probably just just as happy with ketchup. Uh, Justin said barbecue sauce. Try that too. Right. Sure. Yeah, I I do like sweet potato fries. Like I've had a couple people have um, either the maple syrup they kind of dip them in, or it's like um, well, almost like a not cream cheese, but like a cream cheese cinnamon kind of thing they kind of dip them in. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a huge fan of the sweet potato fries. Like if they're there, I'll eat them, but I'm not dunking them in anything. Now, if I get it like a baked sweet potato, give me that cinnamon butter all day, all over that cinnamon. Just, oh yeah, you got to get that cinnamon butter. And mm-hmm. Especially now, now, now we're getting really into sweet potatoes. You get the yams, especially at Thanksgiving. Bry, are you a marshmallow guy on your yams? We don't, we don't do marshmallows. We do uh, pecans. Ooh. So, I, okay. I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like those are kind of the two that you see, but. I can't honestly say that I've ever had marshmallows on my sweet potato casserole. No. Sweet potato fries, french fries, not counting curly fries. He says sweet potato fries are better than french fries. Okay. I I, I guess I'm on the outside uh, of curly. Okay. I mean, I'm on the outside of that. Like, I like regular fries other than sweet potato. Like, I can't. I'd probably I be with you. Like, I, I just, it feels weird. Like, you're going to a burger joint or, like, getting a sick, like, because that's when you get fries. Like, and you start eating it, and then it's like, oh, would you like sweet potato fries? Like, 
kind of with like just regular fries. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems weird to me to have sweet potato fries when you can have regular fries. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't really know many places. Some of the nicer restaurants will offer the sweet potato fries, but uh, I don't think I would ever choose. Unless I just know their fries are subpar, I don't think I would ever choose sweet potato fries or regular fries. Okay. All right. Well, I get that. I mean, if anybody else in the comments wants to chime in on sweet potato fries or margaritas, uh, Brian, do you now? If I give you a margarita, a spicy margarita, because some put some jalapeno slices in it, would you touch that margarita? Oh, sure. Absolutely. I, I don't know if I would order one, um, but I would definitely drink it if it was offered to me. If somebody ordered it and didn't like it or something said, here, you know, do you want this? All right. Sounds good to me. When I think of margaritas, I think of just, you know, beautiful weather, being outside. And so, beach. Um, yeah, the beach, any, anything, you know, I don't know if I've ever drank a margarita, you know, in February or in January where it's 20 degrees out. So just gets, puts me in a good mood. It's kind of all about the atmosphere around you when you're drinking a margarita. Well, I mean, we might as well segue now into the trivia because we are talking about margaritas, Bri. So yep. let's get the trivia answer out of the road. Trivia brought to you by City Dogs Cleveland. You got a beautiful puppy named Rebel. Look at this beautiful guy right here. Please go help City Dogs of Cleveland. Now, Bri, I asked you, what is the Spanish word for margarita? Do you have a guess? Hmm. What, what is margarita... Translate to in English? In so, Spanish. In Spanish? Oh. Yes. Or no, uh, English. Yes, I'm sorry. In English. Okay. Margarita translates to good time. Uh, not even close, but we're going to go with it. Uh, Daisy. It translates to Daisy. And the reason why it translates to Daisy is in the Prohibition era, right, when they started doing mixed drinks, it was a sweet with a sour, and that's kind of how they called it a daisy. And there was another drink on here that I cannot find now. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of how it got started uh, for the daisy. So that's how margaritas got started, the sweet with the sour. So you got your tequila really with the lime. So anybody wants to know that, margarita means daisy. So, Brian, let's get into our top three and then close cool. out our show, buddy. Here we go. Yeah. As I hit the oh. clicker again, I tried to click it again. My bad. <laughs> Top three tonight, you know, the dunk contest happened. I know you and I have some uh, differences with the best dunkers ever. And I just want to get like your favorite dunkers ever, Bri. And give me your top three. Okay. Uh, my number three, I'm going with just because nobody else really did it like him. Um, you know, you, you rarely see big guys in the dunk contest. And so I think the best high-flying big man was uh, Dwight Howard. Um, just unbelievably athletic and how he could get up. And I think it won it maybe once or twice. But um, I felt like, you know, maybe he's not the third best dunker of all time, but I think he deserves some credit because every other dunker is anywhere from, you know, 5'10 to 6'8". 
and you don't see many big guys like him, especially mm -hmm. when it's so. He's my number three. My number two, I have Jason Richardson. Um, if you remember him, what was he? A warrior, um, you know, back in the day. I can't remember what other teams he might have played for, but I don't even remember what years. It, it was, uh, what, 2005 to 2010, something around there. Um, just unbelievable stuff that he could do. I think he won it a couple times, too. And then the other guy. My number one, I think he only was in it one year, and I think he only won it one year. Um, but, man, it was a hell of a year. Vince Carter, he was unbelievable. All right. So I'm kind of in the similar with you, but I know you're talking about, like, the dunk contest. But there's one guy that my top three, and I'm telling you what, any dunk that he did. Now, he as he got older, it kind of got different. But, man, you want to talk about somebody throwing it home? Shaquille O'Neal. Duncan like he just brought down backboards when he did it like he just it was aggressive he tried to break anything and everything he could uh, so he was my number three Bry. uh Jason Richardson was also my number two um he played for the Bobcats uh Phoenix Suns Magic Sixers and Golden State Warriors so mm. that's where his reign went and Bry, my number one and it, it becomes me because, you know, you're a short guy. Anybody like Spud Webb that can get into a dunk contest and show off at a dunk contest, unreal, especially in that time and age, Bri, you had him, Dominique Wilkins, you know, Jordan was in there with all that. But Spud Webb, really? Five foot? Who is the other? Oh, God, I'm trying to think of his name. Who is the other little guy? He was like 5'8". Nate Robinson. Oh yeah, sure. Nate Robinson. Yep. Like you just like unreal those guys. I I just mm -hmm. just in awe because you know, 6-8 it's really not that hard to dunk. I mean, you just right. got to jump a little bit. When you're 5-8, that's a little different story. Uh Justin put uh MJ, Dr. Webb, but Webb, Vince Carter, Dominique Wilkins and Clyde to glide. Yeah, yep, I'm agree with all those. Muggsy Bogues. I don't know if Muggsy ever dunked. Did Muggsy Bogues I don't think ever he dunk? Could, I don't think he could dunk. Maybe he's probably got a whoever sent that uh got him mixed up with Spud Webb. Muggsy Bogues is like 5'3. I think he's the shortest player in NBA history. Dude, I'm telling you what, his handles were sick though, bud. 5'3, <laughs> though. Five if you see some dude on the street 5'3, you're like, man, that dude's small. I mean, what but hey. playing in the NBA is unbelievable. My wife's five two, so I see it every day. There's like, <laughs> yeah, just imagine your wife dunking. That's crazy, crazy. Well, no. yeah, well, well, Muggsy Bogues or no, um, Spud Webb. He was five five, was he? I think so. Let's, or five let's, six. Let's look. I remember Earl Boykins for the Cavs was one of my favorites when he played for him. Um, I think it was probably before the LeBron era, <laughs> late nineties, early two thousands. But yeah, he was like five five. Bud Webb was 5'6". Five, 5'6", six. Five, six. okay. Wow. Nate Robinson, though, that was a great poll. I forget. I almost forgot about him. He was didn't doing he win some it one year? amazing things. Oh, he won a couple years, maybe was three it? years even. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think he, he was just crazy, crazy how good he is. And I don't know how tall this Mac McClung is, but uh, he's no giant. Yeah. Well, we want to thank – uh, Muggsy is the shortest in the NBA history. So yeah, Muggsy is the shortest. So he's got to be like five, 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 four. So we'll see. I'm not looking it up now because we got in the show and you know, Bry, what we always do, I got to hit the head. So, uh, 
So let's close out the show. We want to thank everybody for watching. <coughs> Please go get a dog from 5-3, he said Muggsy Bogues was. 5-3. All right, go get a dog from City Dogs. We want to thank them so much. Please go check out Fuck Fuck for Paws on March 3rd, 3 p.m. or March 2nd, March 3rd, 3 p.m. I'll pull it back up here in just a second because I got it because uh, they're amazing and it's a great time to go there. March 2nd at 3 p.m. against the Chicago Wolves. Uh, Brian, God, yep. Brian, God bless everybody. Yep. God bless you. God bless America. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We want to thank our troops and first responders for everything you guys do. Catch us here at Ham Illegal on all of our socials and on Network 216. We will see you guys next Thursday. Have a great night.